0: Welcome to Space Action Podcast, the official podcast of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. So, just a little update, guys. This is Chris Carson, by the way, in case you didn't realize. Um, Due to, you know, a global pandemic and whatnot, uh, DC and I have not really been able to get together to record any podcasts, and I realized that uh, as of yesterday or the day before, it's been two months since our last podcast. So in the meantime, until we get all of our proverbial shit sorted, um, I was thinking I could just post some of our older podcasts, because on iTunes we only have 22 episodes, but we actually have like around 70 episodes, so there's lots of stuff that I can dig into and post, and this is just a little intro for it. So um, yeah, uh, we'll we'll be back live soon to talk about all the movies that aren't coming out anymore. But in the meantime, enjoy a blast from our past. Washa! Space Action Podcast! With your hosts,
1: Chris Carson and DC and Shama. Welcome to Space Action Podcast, a division of Space Action Heroes webcomic you can find at SpaceActionHeroes.com. I'm Denise Owenshama. I am Christopher Carson. And uh, it's been a while since we've been on in well, the same room.
0: Yeah, in the same room. It's Not on for on. you guys. You guys listen to our bullshit every week, but <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in the same room together. And uh, we teased what we're doing this week a little. So I guess we can just jump right into it. It is uh... For
1: anyone following along at home and would yeah. like
0: to comment...
1: This week, on the docket, we have recommended each other a
0: film to watch. One of our favorite films we recommended to the other person, the the, uh, stipulation was the other person had never seen it. So it was a brand new experience for the other person. And my choice was Wonder Boys. And uh, my choice was Tombstone. Tombstone?
1: Celebrating its 25th anniversary this Christmas Day. Bum, bum, bum. I,
0: I did not know that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> guess uh, in 1993. Yeah, a lot of stuff came out in 1993. We already did a Jurassic a fucking Park. Fucking sweet year, man. I'm did, yeah. you. It was a good year in the 90s. So, why don't we start with Tombstone? Let's do it up. Hollywood Pictures presents. The only real law around here is the Cowboys. the story of Wyatt Earp. the first time in our lives we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family now this is trouble we don't need if we're gonna have a future in this town it's gotta have some law and order what do you want ringo i want your blood i want your soul i want them both right now and i i right off the bat i need to confess i apologize that i didn't really like this film. <laughs> do George P.
1: Cosmetos, director, <laughs> written by Kevin Jari, starring Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Michael Beam, Powers Booth, uh, who else? Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Michael Rooker, Billy Zane, Charlton Heston. Fuck you! Everyone's in there. Billy Zane.
0: Oh yeah, he's the kind he's of he's the actor the, at the, the beginning. The Feminine uh, actor. The one yet. that
1: the guy with the glasses is totally in love with. Yeah, yeah, got yeah, the yeah. Man yeah. Crush on him. <laughs>
0: um, well, just to set up. First of all, I'm not a fan of westerns. There's a handful of westerns that I really love. Obviously, the Sergio Leone westerns. Um, uh, Unforgiven is okay. No, that's alright. And this movie was clearly made. This and then uh, within six months, another. Um, uh, Wild Bill, no, what was his name? The Wyatt, Earp. Wyatt Earp movie was made called Wyatt Earp with Kevin Costner from the director of Irvin Kirshner, who directed. No, Irvin Kirshner is Irvin Kirschner. Hear Kirshner. talk? Yeah, he totally sounds like a Muppet. Empire, it's adorable. Yeah. So, th- <laughs> so this was clearly that Unforgiven made a ton of money a year before, and so every studio went, "What's a cowboy property we can get on?" And it's great because I didn't realize there was a Armageddon deep impact. Um, volcano, Dante's Peak, Year for Cowboy, for cowboy movies. Both about Wyatt Earp.
1: <laughs> it's like they really limited their outlook. Yeah, you know, it's like They're you know Wyatt Earp. What about Calamity Jane? It's not. We're not there
0: yet. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> We're not there. Yet. <laughs> this is the this is the second wave of feminism. <laughs> totally. This yeah. is the nineties. She can be like the sassy chick who shoots a guy in the third act, it's maybe, a- <laughs> and Scully. And And Dana Scully. Um, But yeah, this really felt to me a lot more like the John Wayne westerns and a lot less like the Sergio Leone westerns. It was very much like rumty tummy music, very heroic deeds by the main characters. They all represented sort of aspects of the old West life. Mm -hmm. It felt a lot more like a spaghetti western with John Wayne than it did a Sergio Leone western with Clint Eastwood. Sure. To me. Um, There is a
1: certain... uh... Well, no, a very strong, like the way Scorsese has a style, Tarantino has a style. Mm -hmm. Fucking. Uh, Sergio Leone's style yeah. in those movies so, it, it like, he holds unique. your head and walks you through that mm-hmm. film oh, sure. this movie doesn't
0: have no. any of that it does feel a lot more like the searchers in terms of like it's got a montage and mm-hmm. shit like that you know? and like my brain is so fucked from years of movies and going to school to learn about movies that I can't watch a movie anymore so I'm just watching it and picturing the, the studio conversations of like well Unforgiven was a gritty real world look at westerns So let's go back to the John Wayne days. Let's make it a little... And then I also had Wikipedia open to the actual story of Wyatt Earp. Yeah. And this movie does not follow it at all. It takes a little bit of liberty, I'm a guessing. Li- a little bit? <laughs> it takes a lot of liberties. Wyatt Earp was black, first of all. <laughs> 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 well, I actually have him in my list of stuff. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't know any
1: of this, because I just like the film. Like, I know Wyatt Earp as a yeah. name, like, you know, Wild Bill Hickok. I don't know
0: shit about him. And I want to also, like, uh, oh, preface Oh, then he got this. shot in Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did um i want to preface this by saying obviously these things are subjective and i don't want to like shit on anyone but it's r- okay i'm just gonna bodily if i fucking hear something i don't <laughs> yeah. like in the spirit of the movie at one point we need to go silent i'll add in like the the smash effect of getting brain i'm
1: just gonna start slapping you like whenever kurt russell starts hitting fucking fat billy bob thornton he's like you're gonna pull that heater bore you're just gonna stand there and bleed that was fat billy bob thornton wasn't it yes it was
0: so, uh, the actual story of Wyatt Earp is, is, uh, that, uh, well, he owned a bunch of brothels and he, he, uh, was a sheriff for a little while, but then he, uh, he bought into casinos and brothels in his older years. He did kill some guys who came to fuck with him, but I don't believe the cowboys were an actual, I doubt it, actual group of thugs and then at the end it's like the whole happy ending at the end we'll get to the whole ending <laughs> but the happy ending of him like my, my family has money To first of all they had to make his wife unsympathetic because he was cheating on her Right. so they made her like this drug addled whore she was kind of an asshole for no reason for no reason at all excellent and then point. in reality she <laughs> she dies excellent boy yeah and then the, the girl that he ends up with did, never existed the actress he, yeah or the character she never existed oh no, no i mean like i think in the movie her, her character is
1: she's an oh actress, she's an actress which, which right.
0: Is really insane, right i got a little uh, inception <laughs> like wow but yeah the actress she never existed and the whole ending of wider being like it's all done i killed them all and she's like mom family's rich let's move to california none of that ever happened he moved to california with his drug-addled wife if i recall correctly and then she died on the journey or when he first got there and That's then he, tragic as fuck it's, it's probably like he loved her to the bitter end and yeah. shit like that. But then on top of that, now historians are saying that all the accounts were, were for Penny Arcade novels. They were... None of this ever even actually happened. He was just a self-aggrandizing cowboy at the turn of the century who said, oh, look at all these amazing things I did. Mm. But now they're going, none of this happened. Wyatt Earp was just a dude who owned some brothels and was sheriff for a while. So for all <laughs> intents and purposes, we can
1: take this as accurately as Shanghai Knights portrayed London. Like, it's yes. just taking liberties with yes. the character. It's He might as well... Be be called, like, Bounty Hunter Bill for fuck's sake. Right,
0: size. which begs the question, why make it about Wyatt Earp if that's not even name in the title? Because the name sounds cool.
1: Wyatt it's... Earp and Doc Holliday. It just yeah, sounds just... cool. Listen, Hitler didn't actually get blown apart by <laughs> Eli Roth, but it was fucking
0: awesome. <laughs> Doc Holliday was a lot more of an accurate uh, interpretation of what Doc Holliday was actually he's, going through. His
1: performance,
0: come on. Uh, Val Kilmer's? Yeah, he You gotta good. give
1: it to him. He's like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Every scene he's in, he steals it. Because I don't like, generally, Val Kilmer, right?
0: but he seemed like he was...
1: His career was still early, so he was actually trying. Unless he's playing a homosexual with a gun, I can't really watch it. But when he does when he play says, that character, fuck, he's amazing. Yeah,
0: when he and he was really great in something else too. kiss, sure. kiss, bang, bang. Uh, yeah, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Um, um, Batman Forever. <laughs> not, not the doors. What else was his like standard? Um, God, Stand-out not where where he, was there the Wasn't there one where
1: he played a Native American who had to fight white people? Wasn't that Johnny Depp?
0: <laughs> was that the Lone Ranger?
1: No, oh, Val Kilmer was in one of those flicks, like the not last of the Mohicans. Um, no, that was Daniel Day Lewis in Kentucky, Kentucky. Uh, let's see. Val got so bloated when
0: he got older. I
1: think he had uh, some sort of like dietary
0: thing, or no, a, a, a bi- not like a
1: bypass.
0: Has someone was, made one of those like take a photo of myself every day for a year videos of Val Kilmer aging in thirty seconds?
1: No, because it's monstrous.
0: Because it would just be horrifying. McGrew. He was in the guru. Love Guru.
1: Probably. Does that oh, shock you? Jesus.
0: Bad Lieutenant, Port Call of New Orleans. That's an amazing film and an awesome sequel to Bad Lieutenant. I highly recommend that one. Hmm. Uh, Wyatt Earp's Revenge? Right? That's what I just saw. That's uh, fucking director Direct-to-video. Interesting. <laughs> Did he... He was like, I could have played Wyatt Earp better. No. Kurt Russell's like, I can't hear
1: you on top of this pile of money. <laughs> on top of Goldie Hawn. <laughs> I can't hear
0: you, dude. Muskoka's sweet. <laughs> By the way, you look like Shit. But hold on, let me get to my points here. So my first point for Tombstone was, why is everyone mad at Kurt Russell when shit goes to shit when he's the one who tried to stop it all? His brothers keep initiating shit, then blaming him for the repercussions.
1: Listen, if you're going
0: to (laughs) question Sam Elliott's badassness,
1: we're on the wrong page here. That man's mustache is uncontrollable, so is his will.
0: So uncontrollable. It really made me laugh, because he kept running and being like, we're building a new life for ourselves here, we're not doing this shit. Do not become a sheriff, do not engage... And then they do it behind his back. Shit goes wrong. And they're like, well, Wyatt, you happy? <laughs> you happy now? I know. I love the number of
1: scenes where he's just trying to chill with his wife. And they're like, Wyatt, we have a jerk. He's like, D- dude. I don't want I don't care. I don't
0: want you to jerk. But fuck retired. off. Like, you don't know this, but I own several whorehouses. I don't need this Why bullshit. does no one in this movie know how many whorehouses I own? I own i do um i want to briefly mention too because i want someone if anyone listens and can correct me on this a few podcasts ago i ended up editing it editing it out because i claimed that there's a scene in sam raimi's uh western movie whose name has now escaped me but um uh, what was it what was the sound dead before dawn uh it was dead face or something stupid <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so stupid But um, there was a scene where Sharon Stone and a bunch of prostitutes dropped their trousers and said, smell us, boys, and walked towards the camera. It turned out not to be from that movie, um, so I cut it out of the podcast. The The Quick and the Dead. Uh, But I think it's from the uh, Irvin Kirshner-directed Wyatt Earp film that came out like six months after... Uh, a Tombstone. I think it's from that one, and I want someone to actually sit down and watch that three-hour movie to find out if it's from that, because it all lines up. It has Gene Hackman in it, it has whorehouses
1: in it, because he owns whorehouses. And you know how much Urban Kershner makes a good-smelling pussy joke. Yeah,
0: I mean, remember that in Empire? Yeah. Uh. First
1: of all, I think in the mind, not
0: squishing its face against the glass. Uh, <laughs> like. Well, Leia single-handedly melted those tunnels in Hoth. Um, <laughs> Yeah. my second point was character motivation for Wyatt Earp is all over the map cause he was like <laughs> does he want to retire does he want to bang some new bra does he want to save his wife does he want to fix his marriage he's looking for pomade <laughs> that's his whole pom- thing I'm a dapper man Dan man myself but um, what else we got oh, this is gonna be a list of me shitting on it and then we'll go to Wonder Boys <laughs> oh it's
1: fine on, this is Good. Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah 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 But I just put made because of Unforgiven the Kevin Costner version came out later it was the Armageddon deep impact scenario Uh, and then I wrote did Yondu just show up fucking ain't right
1: Yondu shows up Yondu's hanging out with fucking what's his face Uh, Ego the living planet and they're friends now yeah
0: they're just hanging out yeah they are yeah yeah
1: Um, um, also R.I.P. fucking both Paxton and Powers Booth in that for playing yeah. both really good characters like I like you gotta admit the characters like in terms of just like the for the actor to play that would be so much fun yeah yes that yeah. and like I just enjoy like I love uh, what's his face Michael Bean in that movie mm-hmm. just like completely the opposite of Hicks yeah like just a wide eyed
0: psychopath just insane, yeah. he's
1: just he's so fun in that flick
0: yeah it's it, well it, that's an interesting clash though because it's like you have these fleshed out characters who are fleshed out in no way what they were in reality. So you've just arbitrarily decided to flesh them out to however it fits your script. So I, that kind of bug me. Again, I have a real asshole brain. But um, oh, my other point was, no! No! Kurt Russell in the rain and in the river. Just when he's freaking, no! God damn it, no! And he's just shooting everyone in the he's river. He's completely in the open, too. It's like,
1: how yeah. is There's seven dudes shooting at him, including Powers Booth, who's presumably this badass yeah, ganglier. Right? He's in the middle of a lake, so he's going zero miles he's, per hour. No! And it just—it makes just,
0: it. makes it he? A, he's like deflecting the bullets with the nose It just then just curve around him at that point. Never happened in real life. I, I made sure to extra look up that because I was like, wait, did this? Is this one of those grand tales? And even oh, though,
1: not a bullet landed
0: on his soul. Never happened never happened <laughs> um, even in his self-aggrandizing tales that they're now realizing were mostly false never happened but it made me just it just all I could think of was the day of production of Kurt Russell and the river no and then being like all intense between scenes like don't talk to me I gotta maintain this intensity oh I love the idea that it isn't like they were like how do we fucking find a way around
1: this one Wyatt fucking yells no a couple times and for some reason yeah, he doesn't it. get hit action yeah. but with action action <laughs>
0: Oh, one thing that bugged me is they kept saying Lunger instead of Lunger. Lunger? Because uh, uh, um, Doc Holliday was dying from um, consumption or And they kept, they kept calling him Lunger instead of Lunger. Mm. They kept going, hey, Lunger. Mm. And it kept bugging me after a while. I was like, why is... It's not just one character. It's everyone saying Lunger. <laughs> and shitty paramedic. He <laughs> Tell you what do you want? <laughs> this again. My list has nothing to do with the actual structure of the film. It was just these little moments. No, maybe... I like these little floating points. Yeah, um, uh, the slow mo horse handshake. This movie oozes melodrama. There's uh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this like four days ago. it off. <laughs> did I dream that? That was Red Dead Redemption too, sorry. No, I think it was at the very end that they were doing like a big like you did it, Wyatt, like handshake and shit. I, I man, okay. I okay. just watched this. Okay. I wrote yeah. it down. Right. But it made me laugh. Um, <laughs> in real life his wife died of a disease. Uh, oh yeah, she wasn't an opium addict, so they had to make her that to make Kurt Russell hater to go after actress Poon. That was one of my points. And then again, this feels like a response to the real grittiness of Unforgiven with a return to the cheesy days of the Duke.
1: It definitely had uh, the beat of, like, it's a man... I I even said it earlier on that one retro podcast Mm -hmm. um, where it's all about a man who can kill everybody, but he really doesn't want to. Doesn't want to. And then eventually you push him and he fucking snaps. So, like, that... that was
0: so unclear.
1: But... It To me, it's implicated, like, every time they ask him, like, I will agree, like, the whole the love triangle thing with him and his wife, I think it's just put in there because it's the 90s, and they're and like, we, they, we need to put a love interest in there because people have certain
0: expectations for this bullshit. And he constantly was telling everyone, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, and then I don't, I think he decided, okay, I'm gonna fucking do it before his brother even died. So I'm like, so that didn't even drive him into a sense of revenge, he just, j- just decided I thought the thing was is that they went out they
1: killed his brother and then Sam Elliott and his family are leaving town on the train and that's when he finally he
0: cuts the fucker's face with the the spur
1: and shit but he
0: he he deputizes a sheriff before that scene that's what got his brother killed so I'm like wait if you're so against this why did you get deputized as a sheriff to fight these guys in town at the OK Corral shootout the famous OK Corral shootout why were you even there if you were so adamantly against this lifestyle for the entire preceding parts of the film, so I just it was making me chuckle. <laughs> I like
1: the operaticness of it. Uh, I think the cast is ex- no, like for real. I, I do just I enjoy It's not a full hook line snare, I think it's the difference between if uh, if I have to compare, I hate ugh, I have think it was to compare another movie to, to mm-hmm. this one. It's like Goodfellas and The Godfather. Uh, okay. In that, like, the Godfather is uh, f- for a few dollars more. This is Goodfellas, where it's like to me, it's about the set pieces and the little moments. The, mm-hmm. the, the story, yeah, you're now when you put it that way, is kind of all over the map. I, the thing that always bugged the shit out of me was the inclusion of that other woman. And now knowing that she's completely made up yeah. is ridiculous. I'm like, what that story arc is? Well, it's the '90s. Think
0: of yourself as an executive in the '90s. Like, well, we need a love story. Ex- <sighs> <And> now <sighs> we that need a happy ending. I, it
1: reeks of that. Yeah, but I just love the. I love the montage. You're gonna need a montage! I love the montage. Montage! The part where he flips up underneath the horse. like It's just a beat. It's a visually cool beat that I enjoy. <laughs> He's chasing all of them. But it is really expository and they kill Michael Rooker off screen which always pissed me off. I'm like, how dare you? Well, he he was, did it, didn't he? Yeah,
0: they, like, they see his horse or they ride his headless corpse back or something. I'm that like, was back God. when no one even knew who he was though, wasn't it? Did he did he do anything of note before 1993? No, Mallrats was after that. That's the only thing Oh yeah, he was. Of- LeFleur or whatever. LeFleur? No, LeFleur
1: is the. I just watched it because it's Stan. Um, LeFleur is the security guard. He's Mr. Svenning. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I sp- haven't seen Momrats in probably 20 years. Oh, God damn it still it still holds up it's still if it came out now it would have made so much money yeah. it's so like
0: because again it had like that's a, what you thought about Zack and Mira makes a porno <laughs>
1: but the funny thing is no. dude like, to take a tangent from Tombstone to Kevin Smith man like I rewatched it and I'm like what the world he was imagining is the world we live in now mm. oh, back true. in 1995 yeah. and I'm like it's kind of I feel bad because it just was a, it became a Kevin Smith world like and yeah. got no credit he for didn't it? Didn't get to do it, yeah, yeah, or be a part of it. He has to kind of live off like the world he created it in a weird way. Where like that's kind of true. He so. put Stan Lee in a fucking movie in '95, and no yeah. one gave a fuck. And when he died, it was like, oh dear God, Stan Lee. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I
0: was saying this fucking like 20, twenty years, years ago. ago. Yeah, it's so true. It, I think that's more common than than. Well, I probably most people do realize that the person who creates a trend never succeeds from it. No, it's always the people copying the person that created the trend. Yeah, like you said, like the, all those space action hero type animated series on Netflix now.
1: You create the boom, but you don't ride the
0: wave. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I guess you can't physically ride the wave if you create the boom. Boom. Unless you're like Bruce Campbell. (laughs) It's all about acting, baby. You don't get behind the camera. No one blames you for anything. But overall, again, I don't want to shit too hard on Tombstone. It just wasn't my cup of tea. If I was like a huge Western guy, I could see myself loving it. But I just... I'm not. I've never... like. Even as a kid, uh, my father loved westerns. So I was like, I don't get this. And then in college is when I saw the Sergio Leone quadrilogy, basically, um, uh, the, the Dollars trilogy, and then uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. I'm not as big of, for the soundtrack for that one. It's amazing, is unpar like unparalleled. Mm-hmm. The but whole it's like a 15
1: minute opening of them just sitting around a train station. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, so good. Bronson in that like I, I, that was one of the first movies where I was like who is Charles Bronson yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to look into this more um, my only problem with that one is what's his face the fucking main villain um it just gets weird towards the end. Mm-hmm. the The rape scene is just so strange. I'm like, I don't understand why this is <laughs> in the film anymore.
0: It was just a little weird. Uh, uh, like he's a bad guy. Yeah, I, I got really it. Sure he's a bad guy. Like it's a fetish. Just, a
1: little fetish of Insignia. It, it goes on for really long. I don't know. Like it's. I mean, fucking. Th- now that I think about it, for a few dollars more, it has a rape scene in it. So
0: a but, lot of westerns have a rape scene. There was yeah. a there was a Clint Eastwood movie where um, he a town tries to kill him and he comes back and the girl won't stop sass-talking him so he teaches her a lesson by taking to a barn and raping her. Jesus Christ. And then she kind of like loves him afterwards. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course Eastwood knows. directed that one I believe. And Did he write it too? Maybe. And I think like it's so funny because every once in a while you can see we were talking earlier about how we're now at the age that we can see people who are like 20 to 25 making assertions about the world that they think is brand new, <laughs> and we're going, dude, we had these same assertions when we were a kid, and we thought they were brand new. Right. And it makes you think about people older than us going, yeah, moron, we had the same thing. So every once in a while, you see a movie from like the 60s and 70s where a girl gets raped and she loves it in the end, and you go, oh, so that's why it's a whole generation of guys thought you just had to push yourself into someone and they would love you. Yeah, yeah, you could, d- yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's fucking ridiculous. But overall, I mean, uh, objectively as a movie it was fun it was very much a 90s film you, like, oh fuck yeah very I love, much a 90s it's, film
1: it's great because it's, it's a 90s film wearing a cowboy skin
0: yeah. it was just kind of, that's, I think that's why I like it so much is the nostalgia of it I'm like yeah. oh
1: it's so cute
0: it did feel like Tommy Lee Jones in Volcano in the Old West <laughs> but uh, it felt like Robin Hood but in the Old West like fuck same, yes yeah. perfect example yes totally but I, again um, I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it uh, one half cup of coffee out of a pot Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just mm. looking at the things I'm holding right now. I'm looking at things
1: in my immediate environment. So, so, I watched a film.
0: Yeah. Enough about Dead, well, not Deadwood. Well, enough about Tombstone. <laughs> enough about Tombstone. Essentially, uh, the other half of this versus <laughs> episode is.
1: Oh, and the boys there. Come on, T.
0: I want you to dance with me. Oh, Hannah, I'm really flattered, honey, but this just
1: isn't the right time. Hey, I'm sorry. Interrupting a teacher-student conference? I wonder if this is what the university has in mind when it promises a liberal education.
0: You're not like my other teachers, Professor Tripp. You're not like my other students, James. I love you, Grady. That is a big trunk. It holds a tuba, suitcase, a dead dog, and a garment bag almost perfectly.
1: That's just
0: what they used to say
1: in the ads. Wonder Boy. Starring...
0: What is the secret of your power?
1: Directed... I had cats all over me right now. Curtis Hansen directed it. And you know... You like the author
0: who wrote the original book. Oh, yeah. I, I, I He's my favorite. Him and Jonathan Franzen are just fucking brilliant in my mind. Um, I, I would like... Again, I think people with favorite things need to broaden their horizon. But my favorite book is... Uh, Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, mm. which is a uh, Michael Cabin, Chabon or Chabon, however you choose to pronounce it. Um, it's all about the birth of the comics industry in the 1920s and 30s, escaping the fascism of Europe. And these two immigrants create the escapist. And it's just their story. It's just the story of like 20 years of their lives. And it's fucking awesome. And he, his first book, I believe it was his first or second book, was Wonder Boys. Mm. And yeah, it's one of my favorite. I saw it in theaters in living in California. Um, so that was a whole level to it. I- th- I watch Wonder Boys at least once a year. It's such a you movie. It's just-
1: <laughs> it's all about writers and their struggles. I'm like, I within 10 minutes, I'm like, there's no wonder he fucking recommended this one. Yeah, I watch it at least once a year. I love it. So, wh- who were you in that narrative? Are you- do you
0: see yourself as Michael Douglas? Um, now that I'm getting older, I do. Yeah. When I was younger, there was no real direct, uh, correlation. When I was like- because it came out in what? 2000. Uh, February 2000, so I was, 18 years ago. I was- I just turned 18, I was living in California. And I remember going to, like, a late-night screening of it in the theater that it premiered in the night before. So I was like, ooh, I wonder if I'm in Michael Douglas's seat. And I didn't connect with any character in that regard. Mm. I wasn't like, ooh, that's me. Mm. I just loved the idea of it. Are but, you fucking kidding me? At 18, everyone else in that
1: movie's fucking older than you, who you were identifying right. with. I mean, I guess Tobey Maguire's character, but I wasn't, like, an emo punk,
0: right? So Even but, him, he's in... It's an Ivy League school, so he's got to be, at least in college. Right. So now... Now that I'm getting older, I'm identifying more and more with Grady Tripp, the <laughs> older and older yeah, I get. Yeah, right? Uh, definitely. But uh, what do you think of I want to talk about the ending more than anything, but what... what, what yeah, I was trying to figure out what you meant by, like, the, there was a
1: certain point where you should just turn it off, but... um. I kept thinking in my head, it's the big Lebowski for Ivy League students, mm. which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like, just the idea of, like, what happens to a dude when he hits a midlife crisis and his fucking boat just starts spinning and spinning out of control. He can't stop
0: writing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love the idea of just, like, that one moment where Katie Holmes is just like, I think it would be because you smoke too much pot that you that overanalyze. Where... You have an entire chapter where you just talk about
0: dental work for dogs or some shit yeah. like that. It's like, he. It, it gets a little too on the nose where it's like he doesn't know... He doesn't he's not making any choices you're not making any choices yes, yeah. lady. you're not yeah, making yeah. any decisions and i think it's the best acting katie holmes has ever done because yeah. you can really see that moment of i no longer like you
1: yes it just drains from her face yes. and he becomes this both old of them and stumbling. like the second like she starts questioning he's like he doesn't yeah. like he's not attracted to her either it's like this awkward yeah. scene of like oh you're both just so yeah. awful right yeah. now. <laughs> um uh the but, of, oh sorry i was just gonna say um the idea of, like, most of, like, you know, the, his personality coming through his relationship with Toby Maguire. So, for people who haven't seen it, uh, Tobey Maguire is, like, kind of this off-putting, weird emo kid who mumbles a lot. Surprise. And who's brilliant. He's a brilliant he, writer. An amazing writer. Meanwhile, Michael Douglas is under pressure to be writing this book that he wrote one amazing book uh, like uh, seven years ago, and he's kind of gotten writer's block on the second one. Well,
0: no, no, not right He doesn't believe in writer's block. Not,
1: uh, not writer's block, but like he's essentially spinning his wheels. He's like, not making crazily. any choices.
0: He's just on page. Like, he can He can't
1: lock down that perfect ending. Yeah. So it's literally a two thousand page book at this mm. point. Robert Downey Jr. plays his fucking agent, and he shows up being like with,
0: with a transsexual.
1: With a transsexual. But what I love is that like he doesn't know that like this is, it. Yeah, I think the, I think it's the transsexual telling me like he's, he's like, a bit of a joke back in New exactly, York. and like
0: he's relying on your fucking book. Yeah. Um, did it rip your guts out when the book went blowing it car? Are you car? shitting
1: me? Of course it yeah. did. I was like I just remember I had my hands in my head <laughs> yeah. like I was watching Game of Fucking Thrones. Yeah. Like you're kidding me, that just fucking yeah. happened. Cause
0: we're from the generation where you would type stuff up and
1: you'd have only one copy. Yeah.
0: So like yeah. yeah, it
1: hit home so hard. And just I also cause it's Robert Downey Jr. and <laughs> that man's just a credit to acting. The way he's leaping catching yeah. pages, like what difference yeah. is it gonna make if you catch two or three? Yeah. Like what difference What's the line? I take it back, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that black dude... Ro- and that's what another thing I loved about that movie. It was like the almost Wes Anderson non-sequitur storylines of like, I my car I borrowed is in fact stolen, so mm. this black guy's going to fucking kidnap us for a little... Vern? Yeah, Vernon. But you, you know what? Turns out he's not a bad guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, Even though I love the subtle moment where he raises his voice and his wife kind of shir- shivers into the corner like oh he beats the shit out of her just that subtle moment where she goes like but she goes she like this
1: when you drive off she's all love your shit but yeah he's gonna beat her afterwards. yeah
0: well because he mm-hmm. goes what are you telling me and he says something to them in the backyard and she just goes like this and she covers her ear and like cringes in the corner and You're like oh okay and that's why it's so beautiful when they're like you keep the coat marilyn monroe's coat and you're right. like oh my god my heart's falling yeah out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good it's so um, good but I love the moments like that
1: or like you know killing the dog or Francis McDormand <laughs> is pregnant you're like this is gonna be a huge consequence now like it's almost immediately forgotten yeah. about and the movie just goes on I'm like oh like once I got used to that pace of like there's not gonna be payoff to these big moments but then it does because I mean he does, James Lear does get arrested for the death of the dog they leave it in his bed oh that's right remember right and shit like that like why yeah. would that be the rational choice to make because no. fuck you yeah. the movie doesn't give a fuck yeah. like I kind of like the not give a fuck attitude of it all oh yeah what year? Did, what year did uh, Big Lebowski come out? Good question. Ninety-seven. I want to say. Cause it's very similar tonally
0: because the book was written in like the early nineties. So the book, this story, does predate Lebowski, but I imagine visually, the movie very much was a was homaging Lebowski. Very much so. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: it was. It was so funny. Like one of my favorite things was just watching that how these stories around Michael Douglas they just kind of orbit around him and they don't really affect his main narrative because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have one other than cuz he he makes no choices yeah he just has to self actualize that like you know what fuck it like i'm i needed to settle down with this chick and stop mm-hmm. being aimless and shit um what I loved about that was the fact that like all the people around just kind of acted like planets around his fucking sun and yeah. informing his decisions yeah. but not really ultimately causing any effect. Like Spider Man fucked Iron Man, which I thought was hilarious. There he is. Was pretty great. Yeah. That killed me. Night bro. Yeah. All I kept thinking, I think I even put it on Instagram, was like,
0: All right, kid, you're an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> everyone, I love that everyone was orbiting him Wanting his sunshine But he wasn't making any choices Of where to give his sunshine Exactly So they are all just waiting For him to be a part of their life But he didn't want to be And a then part ultimately of them life. Just, All of them kind of just decide Like okay
1: well, then We don't really need This guy's then. not needed yeah, yeah he's kind of dead weight Which I thought was kind of cool um, it, I loved how aimless it was um, It Never, never got bored. Like, the pacing was pretty good. That's the thing. I throw it on again, like I said, once a year, and it's just, oh, it, it's over. It's so like, it, the thing is, like every two minutes, it just seemed like the fuck. And like it, it keeps you going. Like whenever Toby Maguire's parents showed up, and they were like these fucking. Those aren't my parents. Dude. Oh, I was like, that's. Yeah, you're me. I love me. that it's all
0: bullshit. Yeah, it's just all bullshit.
1: And like, like, I don't know who you are. Is there anything that you say in the past forty in the past like two hours that wasn't complete bullshit? I'm a
0: teacher, James. I'm not a Holiday Inn. Oh, so uh, good. The line that I say at least once a month is, uh, although Poe and I weren't exactly simpatico, it didn't mean he deserved two shots to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> he just shoots the because the blind dog because he's cheating. The the wife of the owner of the blind dog is fucking Grady, so the dog hates him, but the husband is completely oblivious to the affair, but the dog knows. Uh, (laughs) He gets shot. The one review I read that I
1: kind of agree with just because Michael Douglas is Michael Douglas, like, you could tell that role was begging for, like, not Mickey Rourke, what the fuck. Maybe, like, because of the Labaski, I want to say Jeff Bridges, but, like, I just find Michael Douglas really hard to believe of like a G-Shucks I'm down on my what kind of guy See, I love like, him
0: in that movie I'm
1: like he's awesome like I love like fucking uh, Wall Street him and that oh, but like in this movie I'm just kind of like you're not that guy I think that, I
0: think <laughs> the difference is that I didn't know who the fuck Michael Douglas was before this movie really? this was your intro to Michael I Douglas? I never saw Wall Street I never saw um, Fallen Down that's what I saw Falling him Down I, I saw Fallen Down when I was older um, I never saw the the romancing the stone and all game. the movies. The game I never saw these. I, these are all I was introduced to Michael Douglas's career after Wonder Boys. So That's hilarious. in my brain, Michael Douglas will always be an old frumpy writer. Smoking pot yes, in, his, in, in the pink bathrobe. That's why the leg Yeah, that fucking pink bathrobe. No, yeah. But can we jump to the end? Can we talk about that? Yeah, what end? was it you... If you, you haven't said till now, Carson keeps saying there's something you didn't like in the last couple... Of... Well, because it literally... Because remember the scene where he's like, hey, man, you smoke weed, and he throws wash from yep. Firefly, the bag of weed, and he's kind of tilting over, and then it suddenly fades to black, and it's like, but I didn't fall. And then it's a voiceover of him, like, all cleaned up in a turtleneck, writing, writing on a computer and getting saved with the kid coming in. The, it feels like that, like, really bad tacked-on ending to Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah. Because in the book, he does that. It's, exa- it's word for word the book, almost. And uh, even there's a scene where they go to the party, and it's like, I thought it was more of a literal, uh, literal adaptation. And you hear that in the background, you're like, oh, I see what uh, you did there. Oh, okay, okay, Scott Pilgrim's going to rip you off in a decade. Right, right. <laughs> but um, uh, in, the, in the book, he's hanging over the stairwell. He's asking if he wants to weed. He has another one of his spells, one mm-hmm. of his episodes. And he wakes up in the hospital. And then the doctors, and he's had a little stroke, and his eyes all fucked up. And uh, the doctor, and he's like, "Is it the weed? Is it the drugs?" And he's like, "No, man, no. You've 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 stressed yourself out to the point that you've raised your like blood pressure, and you've given yourself a stroke. It's all internal. You're doing this to yourself. It's no external force. It's all internal. All your problems stem from your own decisions, your own actions. And so he does decide to move out of town with the with um let's say Francis McDormand, Francis McDormand, and have the kid." but it's a lot more melancholy where he's like he's back at a local pub telling stories eyeing up the younger girls like he's just started the cycle all over again gotcha and it's a little more depressing a little more fucked up and so the movie, clearly, they just wanted, like, a happy ending yeah, where everything's 100%. okay. And he's, it's Michael Douglas in a turtleneck. In the suburbs. In the she, suburbs. pull up an SUV and yeah. everything. Like, you're like, oh, Jesus. And then he hits save on the computer. Yeah, because it can't blow out the window no more. I hate it. It's, like, literally 60 seconds. And I always, as soon as he's, like, dangling over the over the railing, I always am like, It really Dun. felt like that's where it was going. I was like, oh, this is closure. That makes mm. perfect sense. So, and it, it it's... Yeah, so that that tagged on ending it drops like the movie's a perfect ten, and then that fucking ending—literally sixty seconds—like fuck you, you drop it to like a negative five. It's like of the that opposite ending. of Clockwork Orange, where it's like, no, that last
1: chapter of the yeah. book is so crucial. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck did you Would cut you that? Cut out? It, it's the
0: opposite, or you even have gone straight adaptation from the book and have him be like an old half-blind Cyclops now, just in a pub not learning from his mistakes. Right, right. And you're like, that's great, because as an audience, the main character doesn't need to learn a lesson. We can learn a lesson from seeing the main character fuck up. Right. And I don't like that they took the approach of, well, the main character needs to learn his lesson.
1: And also, like, the idea of, like... Does the dude who ends up murking a dog and kind of being a bit of an asshole who's a little self-absorbed get a happy ending? Right. Why should he? Shouldn't he end up like a fucking
0: stroke-eyed fucking dude eyeing <laughs> chicks <laughs> at a bar at the end? Yeah, I mean, probably will be in 40 more years. Even though I do love the... There's two scenes that I that every time I have to pause because I'm just, like, loving it so much and, like, giggling like a little schoolgirl. Is when uh, Q comes in, ripped Torn, and he's like, "I." I'm a writer and then Michael Douglas just does that ugh yeah. look <laughs> and that makes me laugh every time and then just the end when he's like take a bow James I'm oh, like that's yeah, awesome oh yeah that's great such yeah. a great little moment he gets his book picked up yeah <laughs> did we peter out on Wonder Boys what, uh, you, I, I ripped the shit out of Tombstone what do you, what, uh, do you have any uh, horrible horrible things to say about any Wonder any scathing
1: things to say no not really dude. to be honest with you like I just kept laughing at how many fucking people were in Marvel movies. <laughs> I spent most of my time just being like, oh, my God, this is getting ridiculous. You know, that's what Wonder Boys means. For well. real. I did like the idea of, like, what happens. Because I, I, I compared it to music, you know, whenever what happens after the first album. You spend the fir- your whole life writing the first album. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you get a big publishing deal, and they're like, write us another one. Another yeah, another like, life story. And you're like, oh, "Okay, I only had the one. Yeah. I only have the one life story. What the fuck are you talking about? And the idea of like crossing it over with a with a midlife crisis of like mm-hmm. just like what happens to whenever like this indelible fucking force of nature realizes it's fallible and yeah, he can't yeah. fucking figure his shit out. Yeah, like I thought he's he, just stuck. He's just stuck, man.
0: Like and he's got like a Tolkien huge novel that he can't fucking resolve, which apparently is just atrocious. You know, I th- I always assumed, and there's nothing to back this up, but I always assumed that was a bit of a dig on Stephen King because oh I can see that like his books are like 2,000 pages where they go into the lineages of horses and shit and you're like uh, uh, you need to make some decisions It is a great example of right, that right right I was always wondering if Michael Cabin Chabin Chabon was going like fuck you Stephen King if Stephen I King was his that. cue i am a writer i right? can see that so like, I, I don't know because don't they make implications
1: that q's shit's been picked up by different studios and stuff it's, like, and it's, they say it's, like
0: that's q he writes a new book every six months right yeah. <laughs> yeah i love q i love that he's just like greedy watch out He's they like, like cast him <laughs> perfectly yeah uh, it's uh, it's it's good it's it's uh, it makes me in the summertime it makes me yearn for winter and in the winter, it makes me a little more okay with the, with the weather. Oh, that's because funny. Because that movie is just... Uh, I throw it on, and there's, like, sleeting rain through the whole movie. Because it takes place over one weekend. Right, right. And you're just like, uh, I so love this movie that I kind of wish I was in that scenario right now. Oh, look outside, I am. Okay, yeah, a little yeah, more everything's okay, yeah, okay. yeah. A little yeah. more okay with the winter right now. <laughs> Where
1: can I get one of those tiny fucking pellet guns?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little one at a penny arcade in, what, Cincinnati? But, um... Oh, I love... No one gets this at all, but I love the line because I think it sums up the whole damn movie of when when uh, Tobey Maguire gets high and he's getting the... Or he's hungover and he's drinking the orange juice and he's just like, <laughs> you ought to ease up on that stuff, James. It's pretty acidic. Yeah. And I even put that on my Facebook, a picture of like Tobey Maguire drinking yeah. the juice. And I think that just is encapsulates the whole movie. You got to ease up. It's <laughs> too much of something. It's going to be acidic. You need to make choices. Sure, sure. You need to make decisions. You need to decide when to drink, when not to... And I love that little moment in from the movie, but, yeah, would you recommend Wonder Boys?: Wonder
1: Boys.:, um, Not if you don't have the patience. Um, because like again it's one of those movies where it's like nothing's gonna happen like a lot's gonna happen but nothing's gonna happen
0: a yeah, lot's gonna happen in terms of the character development, development but like if you're
1: waiting for payoffs like oh, like, I, that, again like whenever I love the non payoff of just like oh my god they shot that fucking dog mm. I can't wait to see what happens in like stuff's in James's bed yeah and like the third act in like the most fuck you audience we don't give a shit in terms of like subverting expectations
0: well I guess though I'd have to argue though not I'm sorry to interrupt but I have to argue that the killing of the dog that was in Grady's trunk and then put in James's bed is what. Got Got him arrested and expelled, so they had to get him out of trouble by publishing the dean's book, which made him okay with the divorce, and also published publishing James's the book. Dean's book. I mean, remember the way they got James uh, Lear off of the way off of the hook for killing the dog was that um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. agreed to publish the yes. dean's book about at the, the last great American marriage or whatever about. Oh, and he announces it at the thing. He at announces at the okay, thing. Yeah. So the, and and. The reason that James went along on the adventure in the first place was because they had to do something about the dog. Dog, That's how he met Robert Downey Jr. That's how Robert Downey Jr. fixed his career back in New York by publishing this new young Mm -hmm. author so it does all weave together it does weave together
1: it does all weave together as you know it's more of a good driving force it's like if in the first act you kill a dog like how the fuck are you going to (laughs) resolve this and it actually ties everyone's life back together well fuck me
0: (laughs) (laughs) and again though the difference you you watch this movie once i've watched this movie dozens and dozens of times so i've had a lot of time to sort of analyze every moment of it because i just love it so much Um, What are our next picks going to be? It might be... I want to say right now, uh, with the weather and how things are changing, we're experimenting with ways to record this. We might not be every week like clockwork for a little bit, but we're going to still produce shit. We're going to get shit out there for you guys, uh, for the 12 of you. Yeah. (laughs) But... um, what was going to be next? I, I, my options were Akira Kurosawa's uh, The Lower Depths. Or I can't get any of the fucking subtitles to work. work. I've downloaded
1: like several SRT I files. I should have brought you nothing. the
0: Criterion. I should have brought it for you. I wasn't even thinking. It's okay. I like, um, guess the next one would then be Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy. I got that. That's um, it. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what you're going to think of this because it's all about Prozac. Interesting. It's all about the uh, the, the '90s drug boom. Okay. Okay.
1: Oh, I so looked at that. That's really interesting. That's yeah. A good time that That, that riddle was fucking fun that's all I (laughs) gotta say
0: um and then yours was is there anything other than jackass do I have to because I know I'm gonna hate it (laughs) is there anything else I mean I'll do it I'll do it I won't be a little jackass I'll do it another thing Bad Boys 2
1: I've seen Bad Boys 2 damn it what do you think of Bad Boys 2 I'm not a big fan
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like the Godfather
1: 2 of action
0: movies. It's I, so bad, it's amazing. I never understood, because I, again, I, I'm a persnickety little shit bird. Um, I love bad movies. Like, I love Plan 9 from Aerospace mm-hmm. and all those little cheesy fit. I grew up watching Mystery Science Theater 3000. I could never get behind the So Bad It's Good with Michael Bay. I could never get there, because I, I I just couldn't.
1: That's one of those ones, like just like Armageddon, where I'm like, it suits him. I just
0: can't. Like, like, it
1: it suits his fucking stupid jerk-off montage bullshit
0: style... I like it. Yeah, I like that's it so much. Totally fair, because again, I mean, the older we get, the more we realize fighting about movies is stupid. Right, right. And everything's subjective. If and you, just, I can't get Mike. I don't get Michael Bay. I don't f- get it. That's fair, but like,
1: you know, in, for 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 like numb nuts like me who just like to like just put their brain on the wall and just watch Will Smith say cool one liners things. Uh, robots fighting. That movie has all the right like hills and valleys that fucking like (laughs) (laughs) action people look for like The Expendables for example perfect example The Expendables The Expendables have you seen that? uh no I've never seen The Expendables I've only seen the first one but it's so goddamn ridiculous you have to love it you're just like this is Outrage. Like, at one point, shorts. I think it's in the second one, he rips a door off a car and uses it as a shield against
0: bullets. You're like, this is like a comic book come to life, yeah, or right, Saturday right. morning card, or like the A-Team. But it's, it's- always that, to, that wire to walk of, like, if you... The, the good-bad movie is one where the creators were completely earnest and honest in their attempt to create a good movie and failed. That's a good-bad movie. If you go in to make a movie knowing you're gonna make Schlock
1: like Sharknado. Where do you stand on like a movie like Commando that's like clearly just it's balls to the wall action movie. The posters of dude wearing oh with a machine. I think gun. that
0: the like I, I think people like people love that movie though. Yeah. So it doesn't really fit it has to be a movie people hate, but they love because it was clearly crafted with love. Okay. So Commando, it's like, it seems like they had a, a it seems like a mix of studio decision and ar- artistry, said with finger I
1: think 2 falling in that category, that of, category. Just, of
0: just like Martin Lawrence Will Smith. They're just a good on-screen cam- uh, duo. Michael Bay... He is- just loves his camera work. He doesn't give a shit about what he's filming. No,
1: and those guys are just kinetic enough that they make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it looks like a fucking music video. Everything's like super high <laughs> contrast. And then you, you basically just explained my counterpoint. <laughs> it's it's absurd like i'm just like it, it's like there's not one likable quality about this movie that's a lie it's you know what it is it's so mtv jockey bad wait, that wait. you're just like you had the audacity it's like that dude like, this to make this thing like it's it's so proudly douchey i think that's what i like about it um there's Dead bodies full of ecstasy rolling down a freeway at one point.
0: I I saw it once, and I've never watched it again, so my memory of it is
1: very spotty. The movie opens with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence busting a clan when they throw off a black white robe in slow motion. They're black LAPD officers in front of a flaming cross, and you're like, Michael Bay, you're so subtle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You're so subtle. You should be able to do that in Red Dead. You should be able to go in 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 disguise and then, like,
1: if if anyone's a developer and wants me to like if you have like a Patreon or a fucking GoFundMe for making a game that's just where you can kill clansmen uh, over and over <laughs> just like Duck Hunt but with yeah Klansmen? like you start with a screwdriver and have to work your way up I will fund that by the way if anyone's listening when please you, make that happen like Duck Hunt when you
0: miss a Klansman there has to be like a little hillbilly that comes up and goes <laughs> and goes back down but um couldn't you shoot the dog in the original arcade version I don't know Someone I never played it, it on arcade I only ever played it on Nintendo I think that was the maybe. original
1: thing when they took it out You if the dog popped up and you lost your shit you could you shoot, shoot him shoot but you'd lose a life
0: or something um can we briefly at the, at the tail end of our podcast here um Mystery Science Theater 3000 is back again for it's second revival season it's fucking amazing I just watched the Mac and Me episode the other day do they do the whole movie? Uh, well, they do about an hour and 20 to 10 minutes of a movie. So okay. it's about an hour 20, hour 30 episodes, and about 10 minutes of those are their bits. Right. So they always cut it down to about an hour 10, an hour 15 minutes. And um, they they just came back last year for their Netflix original series called The Return, every episode's fucking pure like they haven't lost it at all it's funny because um i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole for like 30 seconds here i apologize to everyone listening nah. but the original mystery science theater 3000 was joel hodgson and, and the robots and then he left he was the creator of the show he left and mike uh i don't remember what mike's last name was but i kind of stopped watching it at that point and then mike and the two new voices of the robots they went on and they do riff tracks online and they're not very good, okay. and clearly like Joel, he, he's clearly like this little annoying artist dude who's like, he left when it got irrelevant to do the show anymore, but now 25 years later, he's come back, because he owns the rights to gotcha. it, so he's come, that's why the other guys have to do riff tracks, so he's come back, he said, I own Mystery Science Theater 3000, I'm going to recast the robots, recast the guy, he got Jonah Heston from the Nerdist podcast, and, uh... Jonah Ray? Or, or, or Jonah Ray, Ray. So he's Jonah Heston me. in the show. I love Jonah Ray. It's he's Jonah Heston, yeah, so it's she Jonah wonders. Ray... Uh, yeah, he's great, and it's they're nailing it. It's not like one of these revivals where you're like, oh, nostalgia will rely on me. I'll have to rely on nostalgia to like this. They nailed it. Interesting. And the second season... Can I of just old, jump in having never seen any of you it. You can watch any episode in any order you right. want. They're all just everyone's unique. It's good to watch the first one because it sets up the plot. But, um, yeah, I can't... I can't I've can't. i been... I watched *Mr. Science Theater 3000 when it was still being like, brought into Canada on, like, bunny ears. I've watched this thing my whole life. I'm, like, a hipster fan of MSD3K, <laughs> and it is still so solid and so good. What movies did they do? Uh, this season... It's always, like... It's hard to remember them because they're just ridiculous movies. Like, Reptilicus was one last year. was a Spanish Godzilla movie. Um, fuck. I'd have to look up the list of the names because they're all weird movies. Uh, this, this year they did, um... Atlantic Rim they've, which I'm not I haven't watched that one yet and I'm a little hesitant because they've gone into the territory which we were just talking about where it's like you're no longer doing a bad movie made with love you're now doing an asylum movie, mm. something just ripping off Pacific Rim. Right, right. right, right. Ah, it's like ah, I don't know. It's kind of low hanging fruit at that Right, point. but they did Mac and Me. That was
1: amazing. I, I, I would watch that. I've never seen Mac and Me before. I think I've watched about. I've no. I've seen key scenes like the dance sequence, but I've never sat McDonald's. The, yeah, I've never sat through the whole thing.
0: No, I, I never. I knew, always knew that pop culturally. I always knew he dances at McDonald's at one point because it was a giant studio film. And that uh, that iconic scene where the kid flies off into the ravine, in the wheel. Yes, and, yes, yeah, that's, it's fucking yes, fucking Brilliant. And this. Is the first time i've ever ever actually watched it and that's the way i watched it was and i don't want to watch it any other way (laughs) i'm like that good for Mac and me this was hard to watch (laughs) even with brilliant cutting comedy over top of it so on its own it'd
1: probably be unbearable just
0: unbearable oh it's funny but yeah cannot highly recommend uh mystery science Theater 3000 enough um wonder boys i cannot recommend enough um i recommend tombstone tombstone if you got a couple hours to kill (laughs) <laughs> and you like Kurt Russell,
1: man. You like I, the cast alone. I'm just, I enjoy those people. Val Kilmer did surprise me. Insane, like, He right? actually he, was giving a shit. He was. He does such a good performance. He's one of my favorite lines in that movie. It's whenever he's in bed and um, his girlfriend's essentially going down him, and she's like you, my dear, may be the very evidence of the existence of angels. And then she goes down and he's like, but you may very well be the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love that. Like, his delivery is before I'll be O'Huckleberry. Huckleberry. Like, yeah, he's yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. he's so Speaking good. Speaking Latin. He's, yes. But I like remember... The, my, or the my favorite is whenever Michael Bean does the gun trick scene. Oh, yeah, and he just does it with the with glass, cup. With a cup, but the, the cup. look on his face, yeah. that performance is so just fucking Just making funny. a fool out of yeah.
0: him. <laughs> uh, I remember the whole time being really concerned for his girlfriend because... Um, tuberculosis is contagious. So the whole time I was like, what are you doing? That's how much she loves you. <laughs> God damn it, woman. His lungs are literally turning into goop. Do you really want this? Yeah, she does. <laughs> She'll be his huckleberry. I'll be your huckleberry. Oh, uh, fuck you, Wyatt Earp. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I gotta watch the three hour Irvin Kirshner, uh, uh, my, uh Hopefully he makes oh, a cameo. God. Why did I I just blanked on Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner is Wyatt Earp. That's gonna be atrocious. But it has um, Daddy Tannenbaum in it. Um, why I'm, Gene Hackman? Oh Jesus! It has Gene Hackman in it, so that should be something. Daddy Tannenbaum. Daddy Tannenbaum. I have cancer. Nor do I. <laughs> I didn't, but I die anyways. Um, Ten of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll,
1: we'll get, we'll, we'll figure it
0: out. So. Oh yeah, for coming up, we're are either gonna do another assigning each other thing, or if there's a new movie coming out, we got some shit to figure out. It's not as easy to do this in the winter. It's much easier to do this in the summer. Yeah, for real. When there's actually a lot of shit coming out. When there's shit coming out, and it's not like a white knuckle, fucking terrifying trip to get down here. <laughs> Toronto uses this is, for
1: some reason whenever it rains in the winter or, or snows they forget what precipitation looks like no
0: that's the thing the 401 is the most dangerous place in the world <sighs> when it rains or snows and not because of the rain or the snow fucking drives me nuts it takes just it just takes it just takes too long to fucking get I here I just imagine people driving in their cars and they're like it's coming from the sky and they just start swerving <laughs> no on the drive up I said to you earlier literally at the line where it started raining everyone was hitting their brakes <sighs> I was like it's just raining it's fucking see that little knob and those rubber things on your, <laughs> your windshield? And are your t- and again, unless you have like uh, city bicycle tires, you should be okay in a little bit of rain. But, anyway, it's mostly... You're in a sports utility vehicle! In the meantime, while we figure this shit out, um, that's, we're like in a long-distance relationship for podcasting. Mm. <laughs> so, in the meantime, while we figure our shit out, guys, check us out at spaceactionheroes.com. There you can find stuff... Literally, I try to funnel everyone through the website because everything we do is there and we could use the hits. And uh, subscribe, like our videos, share them up. We'll give you kisses. Or not, if that's what you prefer. You know, comfortable, respectful handshakes
1: and oh. affirmations of your dignity are also offered. I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> ah, see you guys.
0: Bye! <laughs> <laughs>